this is Guys Read Romance, where I, romance author Margot Radcliffe, politely strong-arm my male friends into reading and chatting about romance novels with me for an uncomfortably long period of time. Okay, today we are lucky to have Mr. Devereaux back on the podcast. Mark is a Golden Girls aficionado, a lover of floofy dogs, and a master gardener of various squashes. He is a fabulous talker known as the mayor of his neighborhood, and I'm so very happy that he's here today to tell us all his unfiltered thoughts about romance. And on this very special occasion, we are also joined by his husband, Todd Franklin, who will, besides being a fellow lover of Twinkly Lights, will remain otherwise cloaked in mystery. They were both wonderful enough to read the book The Convenient Husband by Robin Covington, so thank you two so much for coming, and I'm super excited to talk about romance with you. Well, thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be back. I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. Okay, so last time, Mr. Devereaux, you read Red, White, and Royal Blue, which we'll talk about. But first, I'd like to see, Todd, what do you normally read or not read, as the case may be? Um, very much not romance novels. Uh, my normal, <laughs> my favorite author would be Stephen King. Oh, uh, very much the opposite spectrum of romance. Well, sometimes dating is a nightmare. So can't be a horror. Yeah, absolutely. Very true. Okay, so you're mostly into horror, and but that's also you know that's genre fiction, so it's not too far off. I mean, besides, I mean, there are some obvious things, but like, what has not interested you about romance until now? Um, I never really thought of it being a gay romance novel. Um, so this was the first time I've actually read a gay romance novel. So really, I think it was I couldn't relate to them because I didn't realize this genre even existed. So yeah. never even thought to look. Okay, cool. And so were you, if you had known more about its, its existence, would it be something you would naturally pick up or no? I don't think naturally I'd be drawn to it because I like more of the suspense, you know, the action adventure type stuff, but definitely was fun to read. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, that's cool. Okay. So before we start talking about the book, we have this first game. This is the sex scene game, which is always very awkward. So I apologize. <laughs> um, but I'm going to read you two passages and you just have to decide who wrote it, a man or a woman. Okay. So I'm going to read both and then you, you can guess. All right. So the first one is, with his open grunting mouth on her neck, he rode her roughly yet somehow cherishingly at the same time, his tongue and lips continuously worshipping her throat, his mouth finding hers to swallow her screams. Yes, she was screaming his name and he was indeed as deep as possible. So that was the first one. Okay. Second one. Instead of stroking, flattering, pleading, he would issue a command, issue it abruptly, unexpectedly, softly, yet firmly and authoritatively, and at a distance. At such moments, he never touched the woman he was addressing. Okay. I think the first one is a woman and the second one's a man. I was the exact opposite. (gasps) Divide it. A disagreement. I love (laughs) it. (laughs) <laughs> I will be the last. 
<laughs> so why did you walk me through your choices here and why? I thought that I don't, this is no uh, really a right way of saying it. I find that female authors use strong verbs and <laughs> male authors use a lot of adverbs. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. That's where I'm going. I thought the first one was more aggressive, so that's why I thought it was a male. The second one seemed more like a female's voice. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Well, I have to say, Andrew, you are correct. Oh! <laughs> Congratulations. So the first one was Hook, Line, and Sinker by Tessa Bailey. She is kind of known for her kind of aggressive, dirty talk. And then the second one was The Unbearable Lightness of Being by Milan Kundera. So yeah, yeah. good good game, guys. Yeah, I thought that one was more difficult than usual. To be honest, I'm kind of running out of male sex scenes to even read that are written by, <laughs> that are written by men. <laughs> There's no end to the female written ones. But anyway... <laughs> All right, so let's get into the book here. Mark and Todd read The Convenient Husband by Robin Covington. Some information about the author. She is a USA Today and Wall Street Journal bestselling author. She's a 2016 Rita Award-winning finalist. Her books have won the National Reader's Choice and Golden Leaf Awards and have finaled in the Romantic Times Reviewer's Choice, Holt Medallion, and the Bookseller's Best awards. So she is also the author of over 30 romance novels. So she's quite prolific. All right. This particular book description is NFL player Isaiah Blackwell lost his husband three years ago and is raising their teen son alone. He lives his life as quietly as his job allows, playing ball to support his family, but trying not to draw unwanted attention. His quiet life is shaken up when a mutual friend introduces him to Victor, a visiting principal ballet dancer who is everything Isaiah is not. Brash and loud, Viktor Alexandrov has applied for political asylum to avoid returning to Russia, where gay men are targeted and persecuted. He's been outspoken about gay rights in his home country, and if he doesn't get asylum, going back to Russia is a death sentence. Their one-night stand turns into a tentative friendship, a relationship they both agree is temporary, until Victor is, is denied asylum. Isaiah can't offer Victor a happily ever after, but he can propose something that'll keep Victor in the U.S. and safe, marriage. He just doesn't expect his new husband to dance away with his heart. <gasps> oh. All right. <laughs> I love it. Okay, to start, what were both of your first impressions of the cover, that summary? Did you like the cover? Did it appeal to you? You chose this book out of several that I gave you. So kind of tell me your thought processes in choosing it. And then from that description I just read, did that kind of, did the tone or the summary in that match what you think you actually read in the book? I thought the, plot, uh, the summary matched the plot pretty well. And the characterization I thought was right on point. I thought the what the cover and the story what it kind of appealed to me because it obviously is kind of ripped from the Michael Sam headlines, uh, you know, athletes coming out. That was there all the I don't say the rage, but like the story, you know, mid 2010s, whatever. And and so I mean, that kind of was like you know, kind of gripped me by that like hook, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember the cover correctly, it was Isaiah, Isaiah dressed in a nice suit looking very masculine so that was obviously a, a strong point for attraction but really the that would be the cover that you're showing me uh, yes 
Absolutely. And then the description of the synopsis of the plot, it really kind of hit home with the whole Russia persecution thing. So definitely believable there. So it'd be interesting. To me, it was interesting to see how they were going to play that. It was like two headlines. She just like plucked and was like, let me spin a tail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had not read the description of the book. And so it got it got like just real serious real quick. And I was like, whoa, I didn't I didn't know we were talking about Chechnya in this book. (laughs) This is a lot. All right. So yeah, I thought the cover was attractive as well. And it like, it was an interesting take on a football book because normally in romance, if somebody is a football player, they have no shirt and they're carrying a football. So (laughs) that's like (laughs) nine times out of 10, the cover you're going to see. So this one was a little bit understated. It's just a man in a suit and you see the lights behind him. So I thought, Classy, you know what I mean? Definitely classy. (laughs) For sure. All right. So how did you feel about the characters themselves? Do you think that they portrayed people you might meet in your regular life? Were you to meet NFL players? I mean, for me, yes. Because we definitely have friends that are out there, activists, want to push the envelope. And then we have other friends that are very reserved, very... I don't want to say closeted, but very withdrawn. So they don't put it, wear it on their sleeve and they don't push the envelope when they're talking to other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also with professional sports these days, you don't really have a whole lot about players. So I definitely feel like that characteristic or that description or depiction of Isaiah was definitely accurate. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I kind of feel like it, it was an, an accurate description. I didn't find her characterization to be overly robust, which <laughs> for a short book that that was fine i mean i we can talk about it later on but i find that i found that some of her like characterization was very a, a little bit stereotypical and wasn't necessarily in depth so much but sure i agree i will say though that i think an important thing that this book did do was fill in kind of the stereotypical or not was kind of fill in at least a little bit some nuance mm-hmm. of the difficulties that might come along with a very public gay relationship which is not I don't know sometimes we're kind of led to believe that like I don't we don't see it behind the closed doors of a lot of homosexual relationships right that you know we see a lot about straight relationships and like in the minutiae of, of those sorts of relationships we get that less so in homosexual relationships so while this was still like stereotypical for sure it was interesting to see that kind of push and pull like is this still a big thing in America where like you have to be kind of straight presenting and like that's how we get along better that's how life is easier and then you have this person who's the person who's kind of like just very comfortable and so that's still unfortunately i feel like a thing that happens right so um definitely is so yeah i thought that was at least nice to explore in this space i guess but yeah victor was a (laughs) we won't I I also listened to the audiobook, so like the accents were like first of I'm look I I respect narrators I expect voiceover people but could have been could have been less ridiculous. 
<laughs> um, so like I have that in my ear. So to me, like Victor was like, whoa, what's going on? But he could, it, I'm sure it read much calmer in the, in just because <laughs> it was. Fair enough, fair enough. It was a lot. But anyway, all right. I did relate to, okay, well, we can talk about it later. Okay, did you think this book was funny? I don't think so. I didn't really find it that funny, no. No? No, no I, I mean, the just, one, it's a serious topic, but two, there wasn't, didn't seem like there's a lot of humor in it. I, I don't mean, find a lot of humor, no. I mean, I, I mean, I get, I, I don't have a friend, but like, you know, a couple little lines here and there. Yeah. But, you know, but it was, I wouldn't find it funny. I wouldn't call it a funny book. Did you think that the tone was friendly? Did you think that the, the narrator or the writer had like a kind of amiable tone? Did it kind of draw you in in that way or no? Not to me, not really. I, I don't know if I would have said it definitely didn't draw me in. It was an interesting story, but not one that would, to, for me, was not a page turner. I don't know if it, it, I don't. You didn't turn the pages to get done with it faster? with <laughs> <laughs> it faster? Just click through on the Kindle? Yeah. No, I thought, I mean, the, the tone wasn't overly friendly. She did try to build stakes throughout the book. That was, you know, that, which is always important for storytelling. Sure. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't call it necessarily friendly or welcoming. She just thought she told a tale. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Victor was funny at all? Like there were some, I feel like some situations, he got in, he got in a couple of zingers, I feel. But yeah, I didn't think that it was super funny. Well, maybe that's because of because you heard that ridiculous accent <laughs> and the way it came across because... You know, you 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 like, and then like that's just automatically hilarious. But like when you're kind of reading it, and it it can kind of come off as like it depends on your I guess how you read it. It can come off as a little bit trite or bitchy or something, and not necessarily as humorous. But you can see like or sarcastic, I guess, maybe a better word. Yeah. Um, and you know, depending on whoever is reading, whatever your mood is in the moment, you know, you could either eye roll or guffaw. So it's. Sure. All right, but we yeah. can. Have... Todd's good falling right now because I <laughs> good fall. Having a sip of my wine. <laughs> I love it. I forgot my alcohol. That was a wrong choice. All right. So speaking of, was the dialogue realistic? And do you think that's how people talk to each other in real life? And how did you feel about the representation of guys flirting with each other? Have any thoughts about that? Flirtations was more accurate than sometimes. I found the dialogue sometimes stilted. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt it was forced. Yes. Yeah. It was trying to fit, you know, a lot of intent and story into something, you know, a, a short novella trying to build a romance that wasn't necessarily, I think, true to form. I almost wish, I know we, well, I don't know if this will come up later, but I almost wish if she would just picked one of the two and went and ran with it either have the dancer and all those repercussions coming from russia or have the uh you know closet athlete football player dealing with like there was almost too many elements and when you have too many elements it, it gets crowded or that you have to tell 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 rather than show 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 yeah, I mean, to get into both of those topics, you would have had to extend that novel, and don't know if we wanted that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was too many elements, and you know, 
I feel like for like those types of star-crossed lover stories, there really needs to be a little bit more of a slow burn going mm-hmm. rather than yeah. There was literally nothing. A lot of hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing slow about this book. Things happened very quickly. Everything happened very quickly. I agreed. Things there wasn't a lot of build-up. The events just kind of happened, and we didn't get a whole lot of lead-up to them or really much investment into the characters because it was just kind of like this is happening this is happening this is happening there wasn't a lot i didn't get to i didn't learn a lot about isaiah or victor necessarily so yeah it was short did how i how many pages was it on your kindle did it say 189 yeah oh okay that is short all right i mean Um, i would love to read just a book about you know a gay relationship where they have a a stepson that was part of like, you know, the previous marriage and just goes for those beats and it can still be, you know, romance and sexy and everything else, but just play that out a little bit. How that causes stress and angst. And, uh, again, I think there was a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot there and most of the novel, which we'll talk about later, was doing it. You know what Take I mean? That. That was like- 85% of this book was doing it on top of like very kind of like heavy issues. So anyway, there was no way that we were going to kind of delve into those in any meaningful way. But anyway, all right. I appreciated her trying. <laughs> so did you like the secondary characters of which there was basically Evan and Ian? Um, or did you find them kind of too distracting from the main love story. Well, you can't forget about Isaiah's mom, who was overly pushy with the relationship. So I I don't know if my mother would ever be that way. I guarantee Mark's mother would not. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a hard pass. <laughs> Just saying. Um, Evan, the child, was fine. He was fine. I... It, was weird to me how quickly he got attached to Victor. I don't think a child would get attached that quickly to someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I find that very, very distracting. Again, it was like kind of like pick a lane and stick with it. Yeah. And then I think it would have been more tight. And it can, you know, as you said, it can, because if the storyline was a little more tight, it would have been, I think, a little bit more oomph to all the uh, sex parts. Again, 90% of the book, but it's like, you know, create the stakes, create the angst. Just too much distraction. Sure. Do we, oh, you said his mom. Yeah. I also thought that Ian was just pointless. Everything, everybody seemed to just, like you said, even the mother immediately like, oh, you two need to be together uh, for no discernible reason. Oh, I remember it was the son did kind of latch on to Victor very quickly. But I also think that which something I also found slightly unbelievable was that he really had formed an attachment to Victor because of his celebrity. And I was like, nobody knows ballet dancers, man. Like I find... (laughs) (laughs) just found that kind of unbelievable but you know it was fine yeah ian also at being a manager slash co-worker slash friend had some 
very suggestive words about Isaiah's husband. And that that's just not going to fly. Yeah. Okay. He was very familiar. Yeah, very, very familiar. I found him to be the most stereotypical. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, look, I like a sassy best friend, whatever form it comes in, but it was a lot. I mean, who doesn't like it? But I mean, it's like, eh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, next question Did you find the sexual components realistic? Of which, again, there were a lot. As I mentioned, I started listening to this audiobook at work, and my office door was open. I was like, this will be fine. I'll just put it really quiet. Instantly, like within one minute, I was like, oh, Oh no. I had to close my office door. I had to put my earbuds in. Luckily, like I was the only person there today, but I was like, oh my, this is a lot. And then it just, it was the whole book. So <laughs> and it was, not, I mean, it was about it, but like, I, I thought it'd be more of a story, kind of like how when we talked about red, white, and royal blue, like I thought there was yeah. more elements it's always kind of surprised i didn't find uh, or i did find her descriptions to be you know fairly graphic and i guess accurate uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh that that one pool chair at the end when they're both on top of it never would have held i'm just saying well you don't know i mean it could be like one of those like hollywood adirondack chairs they're like <laughs> reinforced by <laughs> <laughs> the house of milk chugs. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be something you find at Big Lots. <laughs> I mean, who knows? These people have money. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, it could be reinforced. You don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, obviously, yes. Uh, uh, the, the crux of the book was that was the, the descriptions and to uh, cater to a certain audience and a certain who wanted something out of that. So I, I think that's what was the, to which I say she did a good job. <laughs> For that sex. I would agree. I definitely would agree. For that sex, yeah. So you think there weren't any glaring inaccuracies given that it was written by a woman? No, I, I didn't notice any. I don't, I didn't notice any. I mean, again, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, she used strong verbs <laughs> as opposed to adverbs. <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> Who knows <to> her? <laughs> so it happened, very, like I said, it happened very quick. And I guess part of the issue that, not really an issue, but just an observation overall, is that I don't know what Isaiah and Victor have in common. It seems very clear to me that their sexual attraction was very strong, but even that was based on very much their physical appearance in most of this book, really. Is that some, did you miss as you were reading this kind of that connection with each other that was more written on the page or were you like, were you missing that emotional component? I, I think it's, I think it's like you said, you don't, know why they fell in love with each other because there was no in-depth relationship talk it was let's jump in the bed yeah. uh, or let's not jump in the bed because we're not really married you know I, there was nothing there to say yeah this is why you fell in love with them yeah i generally like i mean whether it's like movies or books or whatever i, I like a little bit of the build-up like get me invested in why you guys are going to this certain place and then and then you know any plot or any device that, that takes you there is you can vary the sexual element accordingly, uh, depending on, again, on your audience. But again, I thought it was just, it went too quick for a lot of material and just not enough, you know, 
Sure. You want to be dazzled. You want to be sparkled. <laughs> you what? You want to be dazzled. You want to be sparkled. You want to know what you want them to get to that place. But then <laughs> if you're there by page 20, it's like, eh. Right. Right. I mean, look, I, I've read a lot of doing it in romance novels, <laughs> and I like it all. But like, I think I do need the build up and that tension. Otherwise, I'm just reading words about them doing it, which is also fine. But it's like, why do I care? Interesting, because she tried so many. If she wanted a book of that kind of nature, I was just surprised that she did all of those storylines. I mean, she could have picked one. And then done book, picked another one, done another book. And, you know, it was just, it was a lot there. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, kind of building on that, did the, oh, and we kind of, I guess, have touched on this, but did the overall relationship seem authentic to you? I think so. I thought a part of it was there. I mean, like, I think the setup was there. And again, I think with the pulling from the real world lot, like headlines, you kind of had an idea of both characters, even if she didn't spend a whole lot of time characterizing them. So I feel like that that was kind of a, and we've seen those types of relationships, even gay relationships on TV shows where there's some type of like closeted by a reason, like athlete, and then like someone trying to escape persecution. You, you see that even in like in daytime at this point. I mean, it's, it's kind of a common trope. Sure. Um, but I think that because we came in with that presupposition, at least I kind of filled in the blanks that she did. So I, I would say overall, it was kind of a realistic combination, but I, I think it was my own prejudgments because of that. Mm -hmm. No, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, it, you, you see these characters and then you see them in real life too, and you kind of just apply what you know in real life to them and kind of create your own backstory in your mind so you can see the relationship actually happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were kind of an odd couple. There were a lot of times, well, maybe not a lot, but at least a couple where Victor in particular was either like he either slept with that dude in the bar, or the dance club early on. And then there is that flirtation with Eric, I think his name was at some of party and there was like jealousy was a big component because victor seemed to be like this everybody wanted victor victor was hot or whatever and so does that that's like a female fantasy right like of female romance novels like oh i'm gonna go flirt with so and so to make the person i really like jealous do you find that that's like common i mean in your experience and did it read here to you as as kind of realistic or because i Isaiah, who had no, he really didn't show much emotion until those scenes. He didn't really care about Victor so much. But then when he was flirting with this other guy, he, he was like, fuck, no, he's not. And then kind of went after him. Yeah, I don't, in real life, I don't see that that often where guys are trying to make other guys jump. No, they um, I kind of are like, well, if he's going to do it, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Kind of. exactly. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a jealousy thing. It's a... Yeah. <laughs> excuse thing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like make an excuse. There, it, it was a great scene though, and this goes 20 years ago, Queer as Folk, the original series, where mm -hmm. I forget which character came. But anyway, he found out he had an STD and he goes to the club Babylon and he whispers to a friend that he has his STD. And then, then by the, like they pan over and by the end of like 10 seconds, everyone has talked to each other because they've all slept together. And so, um, you know, I mean, like that's 
that stuff does happen. Mm -hmm. But I'm not 100% sure it's a jealousy thing necessarily, but it's, um, yeah. All right. So fair enough. So this book is written by, by a woman. Do you feel any certain way about that? And do you think it made a difference to the overall feel and authenticity of these characters and their relationship? I didn't, yeah, I'm, on this one, I didn't find too much of a, a difference. As opposed to uh, Red, White, and Royal Blue, I felt that that was not an authentic voice. I felt this one was more of a, despite the, like, not very in-depth characterizations, I found that the voice was more, I couldn't tell it was written by a woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have known if I didn't see who the author was. I didn't find it unrealistic and the voice to feel like, yeah, this isn't, this isn't accurate, so. Yeah, because the sex was aggressive. I mean, it was, yeah. It was. It wasn't like those sweet, sweet scenes I read sometimes on those sex scene games. And I have to say the other book was very nice and loving and sweet. (laughs) (laughs) That maybe you'll read next time. All right. Well, that's interesting when you were kind of inside because the point of view, right, switched from Victor to Isaiah and it was third person, right? And so like while you were kind of in each of their heads, did there any of their thoughts or whatever just strike you as this is not something guys care about. This is, you know, not something guys would do. This is a thought process that just seems unbelievable did none of that kind of stopped you a little as you were reading not particularly i mean the premise was kind of outlandish to begin with so i mean how you craft those thoughts was something that i don't necessarily thought was 100 percent relatable but i i don't think it was it was 100 percent predictable yeah i mean it, it was set but it, i don't think any of their thoughts or the thought processes i did find that isaiah I felt like his point of view wasn't as pronounced as Victor's. Uh, I didn't get necessarily all of his motivation, whereas I feel like Victor with his desiring Isaiah and and at all was much more announced or thought processes were at least more potential. Okay. So the marriage of convenience, super popular trope, right? And don't see it a lot. I mean, I don't read, I've read a fair amount of gay romance, but I've never read a marriage of convenience gay romance. How did you guys, did you like it? Is that like a fantasy of yours to like have to, oh, I'm suddenly married to a hot ballet slash football player. Is that like a thing we all... Is that like a thing we want? <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing we want. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. I, 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 I always, you know, I, I, as I discussed last podcast, I was like, I'm a big fan of archetype. So what's, you know, good enough for heterosexual couples, I'm thrilled when it's played out with homosexual couples. So it's like, you know, like, you know, there are those marriage of conveniences. Yeah. But usually it's, you know, soap opera or, you know, high romance, like North and South or something, where it's like... Love North and South. <laughs> North and South. But, you know, so it's, it's uh, why not? I mean, that's kind of how I feel. Like, why not? Why not have these stories? For sure. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm asking. So that is a fantasy that having, having to be stuck with this person, the absence of choice, right? Just like kind of falling into this situation and, oh, poof. We fell in love and it's great. 
I don't think it is. But I do like the story aspect of it. Okay. Uh, and, you know, the, I, I guess the equal opportunity of it all of the Stockholm Center. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes! <laughs> but do I personally feel like, you know, I'm going to be, like, saddled up next to Michael Sam? It's like my ultimate goal. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair uh, enough. And, you know, am I going to have a prince to fall in love with and just have to keep? No. You already fell in love with your prince. Oh, <laughs> anyway. All right. Any other thoughts before we about that question before we go into these quick categories? Uh, no, I think, I think we uh, provided our opinion on that novel. all right so what was your hottest moment of this book it was a lot of it was hot there was a lot i mean (laughs) although i didn't think the pull chair would have held i would say that last scene was probably the hottest for me yeah pool yeah i agree same same were they in the pool they were outside of the pool they're outside of the pool on a pool chair right i'm picturing one of the old like ragged vinyl chairs that would have just busted under the weight but that's just me. 100%. All right, that was pretty hot. I don't have another one. I mean, there is one, isn't there one part up against a car? I mean, that's like pretty 80s hot. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's White Snake, you know, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a lot. I mean, the way they constantly talked about each other's body is just something I, I maybe I'm overlook it in heteronormative heterosexual romance novels but like everything was very focused on just bodies and i was like all right i mean i'm here for it but like i was like there is there is that gym bunny crowd that just loves you know to talk about pecs arms and ass so yeah i mean it was yeah it was a lot okay conversely to that what was the sweetest or most romantic moment to you it's really cheesy but at the very end when he introduces him for the award i mean that had to be the cheesiest romantic part but yeah, I thought it was. I agree with that too. It was sweet, you know. Again, kind of predictable, but then that's kind of what you want, you know. It's also sweet when you like just agreeing to marry him to help keep him in the country. I thought that was and basically save his life. So I thought that was sweet too. Yeah, he did save his life. That's for sure. Yeah, I thought all of the moments with Evan were were sweet. Yeah, I, sure. I don't. I don't normally like children in books. <laughs> in books. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought those those moments were unexpectedly sweet. I did agree that it was too much to explore in any sort of meaningful way, but I did like that he was gender fluid. I appreciate trying to kind of normalize that in any sort of way. Like we said, it was a lot. <laughs> All right. Most relatable moment. That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, there's not, for me, there's not a lot that I like saw myself in any of those situations. No, I kind of was the same. I don't know if a relatable, uh, I mean, I could understand what, again, I think part of this was uh, um, the characterization of the book. Like I just really couldn't see myself in any of those roles. I mean, I kind of, again, I filled it in by, I guess, relating pop culture yeah. and, and what's in the news and stuff like that. I, I could re- I could make those archetype stereotypes, but like, I, I personally couldn't relate yeah, to either one. Basically related them to other people, famous people versus to myself. Yeah. 
So there was nothing like in their relationship with each other that was relatable to you. Like there were some moments where they like kind of hung out when they were at the beach, for instance, and they were flashing around or whatever. (laughs) In a very romance rom-com montage sort of way at the beach, you know, they were like, that's... um, I mean, I guess like that's something that was kind of it was like their instant attraction at the beginning. Just, you know, I wouldn't say love at first sight, but lust at first sight. Like just the understanding that you like what you like when you first see it. So, yeah, agreed. I mean, that's interesting because I think for women, that is not a thing. I don't think that women are like seeing a dude across a room and are like, I gotta have him. <laughs> They're like, I need to know. <laughs> that is fascinating to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just like a, a, first of all, like most dudes are terrible. So the chances of the person <laughs> not being terrible are slim. So the, and there's just a lot to consider. So I that's very unrelatable to me, but I can see that's interesting that it, that is the relatable part to you. And they do. I mean, they're like, it is instant. They see yeah. each other and they're doing it. And I'm like, wow, I need, where are you from? Like, what's your hometown? Like, are you going to like, what's, I need a lot of information. all right so what do you think then is the biggest lie or just misconception that this author might have gotten wrong when describing either men in general or relationships between men i was gonna say i don't know if there's anything in particular that she got wrong Mm -hmm. i think the how am i what am i trying to say I, i just think the the like we were talking about earlier the jealousy fact didn't seem to be the right thing or the right feelings to be exploring. Again, didn't really know the characters well enough to know if she got anything wrong about them. No, I mean, I don't think it was necessarily she described anything wrong. It's what <laughs> it's like those annoying things you get like grades, like you wanted more, so like you got like a, a, a B minus on your paper. <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily wrong, but it wasn't necessarily a hundred percent right either. So I, I needed more detail to kind of like say, well, she knocked out a park or she was swinging a miss. I mean, the big thing that I just completely found unbelievable was the child and the child's <laughs> emotions and reactions. That was what I was like, come on. That the child was so invested in their parents' lives. Well, so invested in having Victor in his life. Right. Uh, it just, it was almost too cheesy how much he loved Victor barely even knowing them. Kids don't care about that stuff. No. Don't care, it's especially true. teenagers. You know, they like, don't. They don't care. They can tolerate maybe, but I mean, like, they just don't care. And unless Victor is like bringing them presents every day, and then maybe I could like at me as a teenager, maybe I could muster up some level of interest in who my parent was dating. But like otherwise, who cares? Yeah. And also, I find it unbelievable that if I had a child, that I would inv- invite a stranger I just yeah. married to live with me (laughs) agreed that's not something i'm doing if i'm so concerned about my child but you know whatever (laughs) and that was the stepson again yeah that was it it was weird it was a weird thing yeah yeah it looks like you were protecting your son a little bit more than hooking up with this dude than marrying him like marrying him fine but they were he was living there yeah with the child and you don't know him at all so and he could be a russian spy Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) 
All right. So and this kind of bleeds into maybe this, your, the most annoying moment. <laughs> the child. Um, yeah. No, I, I found the mom to be very annoying. I agree. <laughs> I agree. She was just too over the top, too pushy, just so unrealistic. Yeah. No, no, I just found it. Although I know some guys that have moms like that. Yeah. But our parents would not be that. And again, it just was, it was, it was too much too quick. It's like, why is she doing, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't really remember the mother at all, to be honest. I remember there was that time at the end where Victor says he's going to leave to go to New York. And she's like, no, I don't want you to go eat this chicken. And I thought, <laughs> all right. And then I thought maybe I would like some chicken. And that was the end of it. For me. <laughs> <laughs> So, but fair enough. Mark was. Yeah, that's my, that's my final answer. That's your final answer. All right. So did you learn anything about romance or relationships from this book? Um, no. 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 <laughs> uh-huh. Nope. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I learned that I learned a lot. I have to tell you, I, I, it was, it was so aggressive. Again, I think that the audio really, I have sex on audio is a different experience than reading it. I will say that. So it was, it felt way more like to me than, than normal. Um, <laughs> Did you listen to it on normal speed or? Well, I listened to it on 1.6. <laughs> Oh, so that was, makes the sex a little quicker. Quick. And... <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was really quick, but it still was the whole novel. So it might have been quick, but it was relentless. <laughs> so many puns, so many jokes to make. Yeah. Well, please go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? Any other final thoughts about this book? It sounds like wasn't your favorite. What are some things that you liked about it or were pleasantly surprised by? It was the first time I, I mean, like, you know, going back to like, I wish there was more. I, I really, the elements were there for a, de a decent story. Um, and so I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it, but it became like a Turbo Melrose Place episode. So a lot of plot, 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 plot. Things blow up, people do it, and then no repercussions. And so, you know, I, I, I mean, it, it was, I didn't hate reading it. So I was, no. you know, I just, I, again, I wish she would have picked a couple of, edited a little bit, like took it one or two storylines out and then just really kind of run with it. And then you could have had like those more aggressive sex scenes and just but just build up the stakes more. No, I agree. She needed a she needed focus. But I think if it was focus, it would have worked with the sex scenes and the, the aggressiveness of it. But we just had no no and in, no investment in those characters. And right. I think like if you read you read a synopsis, like and from what I read, you know, with red, white, and royal blue, I was expecting more of a story. And I didn't realize and I know there are different levels of romance novels, and sometimes you you pick up certain categories, even in gay romance novels of the level of detail and the kind of like choose your own adventure in terms of like whether this is romance or heading towards more of a soft core 
type of novel. And I think this was trending towards the right. And it wasn't what I expected. Well, I think it would have, it wasn't aggressive. Aggr- like they weren't like more physical than normal. I think what felt more aggressive about it was the lack of story and emotion, right? I guess that's what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, that why, why, why were they so aggressive? Because we didn't know what their relationship was. We just knew they liked to have sex. You want the escapism element of it. At least that's what I would want, you know. Tell me a story about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the sex was well written. I don't want to give that impression. I mean, it was. Oh no, 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 no! It was definitely well written, and I, that's why I'm wondering if it, if that was her intent was more of that type of yeah. uh, book. Mm-hmm. I think for sure, for sure. Well, and was it for you, Todd? This is your first romance novel. After looking at the cover and reading that summary. In your all your assumptions about what romance would, how did you find this? Was it did it meet your expectations? Was it or how was it different than what you thought? Kind of talk, tell me about that. It was different. I thought there would be more passion, not necessarily. I mean, the sex was passionate in the book, but there was no. I didn't feel like they were passionate about each other. Again, going back to the characters weren't developed, so I thought. I would really be able to feel the romance and the love between them. And this one, it just felt like the lust and the horniness between them. Right. Even though that like the stakes were high, it was life and death for Victor. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely but... It feels like we should have been more invested in that, right? But we just weren't because it just felt a little empty. All right. So it met your expectations as far was this more sex than you expected? Yeah, yeah. this one, absolutely. Yes. I thought there would be more story to it. And was the writing at all, was it more flowery than you thought? Or was it, you know, I could, because I think people have the expectation that romance is fluffy and light and whatever, and all these things that they used to describe women writing. So did you feel that way about this? I, I really didn't. I didn't think it was overly, like you're saying, flowery or descriptive. I mean, based on what I normally read, Stephen King with the 800 page novel, he goes into depth on characters. So I really thought I'd get some in depth on characters, which is what we didn't get. Um, So I didn't really find it overly uh, robust or flowery. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, and Mark, Mr. Devereaux, so now you have read two romance novels. And the first one, as we've said, was Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. How did the two compare for you? And did you prefer one over the other? Oh, I definitely prefer Red, White, and Royal Blue over this. Uh-huh. Um, and it was kind of funny because you, you made some comments about like, flowery language and was it accurate in terms of depictions? And I I felt that Red, White, and Royal Blue was more flowery and had a little bit less accurate depictions, but it also had a storyline and a characterization and, frankly, humor. And you, it, you know, it was set up against. I mean, the storyline was also kind of implausible and ridiculous, and but you could also kind of envision the settings and the people and the and the, and the context, uh, which again, this this novel. I had to use my own preconceptions and stuff, but it, there was not as much imagination, I guess, because <laughs> she left nothing to the imagination in some of those scenes. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she. Re- I mean, like 
you if you wanted to know what sex was like, you've got it. it, it was, you've got a crash course. Uh, uh, but no, it, it was for a pleasure read. Red, white, and royal blue was definitely much more of a, a fun, and it had a romance element to it. Like you can find, you can feel that these two characters are falling in love, and you know, and you're rooting for them. Right. Uh, and I guess I was rooting for this couple too, but I mean, yeah, right. Well, and it it, it is weird, right? Because as we've said, these were high stakes, like Victor, life and death. Isaiah going he's a widow he's he's in grief right and yet we just kind of lost somehow the connection to them right Even yeah I, mean, I didn't care if they actually built that romantic love feeling I definitely didn't want Victor to ship back to Russia but I could care I mean I really didn't care if they became a real couple or not no no. It would have been like, kind of fun. I mean, it's I like ways of like ending if like you, you can end on the possibility of maybe. Like, you know, at the end they like instead of grand gestures and annoying children and overbearing mothers, like they had had a sweet moment and then like just like end on saying like, Well, do you want to see me tomorrow? And just say, Yes, I'll call you something of that nature where it kind of gives the reader like they may have that happily ever after, but just that Kind of like a Casablanca type of element of element of this kind of of leaving your imagination to finish the story, but with like hoping that create like end on a stake, you know. Oh, I hope they do after all this, but uh, alas, I said alas, I did not write the book. <laughs> Maybe you should, Mr. Devereaux, but. Yeah. That's probably never, that's an interesting consideration, but I doubt that will ever, people, women at least, read romance because they want, they want that locking down of the happily ever after at the end. No ambiguity. Life is ambiguous enough. We need our romance to be tightly locked at the end. Those, those guys aren't going anywhere or ladies. Nobody's. Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting out of these relationships alive. <laughs> anyway. All right. Mark, Mr. Devereaux, you preferred red, white, and royal blue. And it, that was that was younger people as well. And just a little bit overall more lighthearted, I would say. Well, okay. So let me ask both of you then. Now, after Mr. Devereaux has read two, Todd has read one. How do you feel like if, like, let's pretend that I'm not going to bother you until you want to do this again. Would you on your own think after reading these, oh, I could read more romance? I could. If. <laughs> big, big if someone tells me ahead of time that there's actually a story. <laughs> I, I need more out of it. Fair Mr. enough. Deborah. Oh, she's asking you. <laughs> I would, again, I would read one again. You know, something that's um, maybe has a little bit more views or something. I, I, yes, I definitely would read another one. You want, I think Mr. Devereaux wants more of a romantic comedy. And this was, in all fairness, probably I would classify this as um, light erotica, if those classifications do indeed still exist. So I would call this a one-hander, as I've talked about on these podcasts before. And so, yeah, the point of it is definitely just sex. So in that respect, it went A++. You know what I mean? (laughs) All right. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up here about this book, about romance, about anything? No, I mean, this has just been a great experience. Yeah, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Aw, thank you guys. Go ahead, Mr. Denver. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) 
Yes. Thank you so much. I had an amazing time. I really, truly appreciate you all taking time out to one, read this, and then two, hang out with me on a school night of all things. So I really appreciate it. I hope you had fun. I'm sorry that this book was just all sex all the time, but now you know, you can come back to it another time if you wish. And now there's only one thing left to do. Mr. Devereaux, Mr. Franklin, tell me that you love romance. I love romance. I love romance. (laughs) I love it. Thank you guys.